You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here for the Locked On Nationals podcast. It is February 25th, 2021. On the show today, we'll get to some of the news and notes from around the league. Have not touched on the Jeremy Jeffress news yet from the other day. We'll touch on that and a whole lot more happening right now at Nationals Spring Training. News came out earlier this week that the Nationals have signed Jeremy Jeffress, 33-year-old right-handed reliever that was with the Cubs last year. Had an outstanding season for them and a pretty, I mean, in terms of an innings standpoint, pretty small sample size, but did make uh, quite a few appearances for them that 60-game season. The Nationals added him, according to Mark Feinzen. It is a minor league contract that allows uh, him to make up to, I think, $2.5 million. 1.25 kind of as a base, and then another $1.25 million in performance bonuses. So um, 1.25, I believe, if he makes a roster, 1.25 in performance bonuses for Jeffress. And so for the Nationals, a point of weakness for them last year obviously was that bullpen. Now they add Jeffress to the mix now, and this gives them a whole lot of flexibility in that back end, whether it be Kyle Finnegan, Tanner Rainey, um, Daniel Hudson, Will Harris, right? All these guys, you know, obviously they just signed Brad Hand, and you add Jeremy Jeffress to the mix now, their back of the bullpen is going to have a variety of ways it can look. And also, they're going to be able to pick each other up if things don't go the right way. If things don't go the way that they plan, you know, they're going to have some options back there in the bullpen. I love that. I love that for them to have flexibility. There's no forcing guys like Kyle Finnegan, forcing guys like Tan Rainey. And it was nice they were forcing spots where they could, you know, do pretty well. But uh, you don't want to always be forcing those guys to, to be in spots that might not be ready. And now they've got a lot of veteran arms who have been in big spots before. This is a great signing for the Nationals because also it's on the cheap as well. This is not a contract that's cost them a lot of money necessarily. This is a contract that is team friendly and it's a pretty, uh, you know, it's a reliever who performed very well last season. And so you take a look. Obviously, we always go to the same place. Baseball reference, best place to look. Uh, if you're looking for somebody's numbers. But last season, Jeffress was 4-1 with a 1.54 ERA in 23 and a third innings pitched. He made 15 appearances, uh, or excuse me, uh, he appeared in 22 games last year. So, I mean, in the 60-game season, made an appearance in one-third of the games and was very good while doing so. Now, previous season, he did have a rough year in Milwaukee, uh, 5.02 ERA. In the 48 games that he pitched in, but the previous season in Milwaukee, he had a 1.29 ERA in 73 games pitched. This is a guy, as of late, who has been doing some of the best pitching of his career, and I think the Nationals will be looking for that in any capacity they can. It just as a guy who's going to have to have his best stuff though to make this roster with how good. Uh, that back of the bullpen is because I, I'm positive that we're going to see Hudson. I'm positive we're going to see uh, the back end, you know, Rainey after the season he had last year and Harris with the amount of money they're spending on him. And obviously Brad Hand is going to have a spot. So Jeremy Jeffress is going to have to fight his way into this back end of the bullpen, which is a weird thing we thought we wouldn't say. Now, I know a lot of you are wishing the Nationals would go ahead and get some left-handed help for that bullpen, but that's not going to be the case here. Obviously they go with the righty. We'll see. Um, and the issue for them, too, we've mentioned this a fair amount, is the fact that, you know, 
Brad Hand's a closer, I, I think is what we all kind of believe here. And if Brad Hand is the closer, then they're going to have to put somebody else. Or, you know, th- there's really no other lefty until the ninth inning. They, they, it's the only way they can bring in a lefty is that they bring Hand in there and they really don't have anybody else besides Ben Bramer, um, who has had major league pitching experience that can come in for them and, and be a left-handed presence out of the bullpen. So that's something to watch moving forward here. But let's discuss quickly what he brings to the table. So Jeffress, back in 2020, last season, he has uh, four pitches that he likes to use, and he does mix them very well. He's got a split-fingered fastball that he uses 32% of the time. He's got a really good sinker that's around 93 miles an hour that he uses about 31% of the time. A curveball, good hook, uh, 25%. And then a four-seam fastball he's going to use around uh, you know 12% of the time. So you like that. I mean, this is a guy who obviously favors. He's got three different kinds of fastballs. But, uh, you know, this guy is somebody that prefers to use the variety here of weapons at his disposal to to get you out. Not a guy who is, you know, around 50% with any single pitch. Guy who's got four pitches, he mixes them in very well. Um, And you like to see the fact that he's got a a sinker and a splitter, as well as that curveball and the four-seam fastball he can use too. So um, if you look back to the season before, usage numbers kind of in the same area. Sinker, 34%. And the four-seamer was up at 28.5. His splitter he's obviously become much more comfortable with because in 2019, his splitter he threw just 9% of the time. And last year, the splitter was the primary pitch uh, along the sinker. He threw the splitter just twice more than he threw the sinker, 109 times to 107. But he was able to use that splitter, the usage rating, he got it up. And uh, I'm curious to see, you know, what what he does that this season. Um, and the whiff rate last year on that split finger uh, was it was awesome, 30%. And I also helped set up that curveball where she got a swing and miss at 41.4%. So um, he's got a lot of weapons at his disposal, and I'm excited to see what he does because he had a lot of success last year. And one other thing to note, 2019, he threw the splitter um, 78 times. Teams hit 400 off that splitter. Last year, he used that splitter, a 152 batting average off the splitter last year. So we're, sh- we're seeing some, you know, even for a guy who's 33 years old, some later development. Um, and I'm curious to see if that splitter, it translates this season too, uh, especially because, you know, one I don't know if this is, you know, how much we should take stock into this, but Jeffress is coming over to a division where nobody saw him before, right? There's no familiarity. Last year, um, you know, you didn't play anybody outside of your uh, sector of, of the country, I guess you could say. And for him, that's nice because nobody's seen that splitter lately. Nobody's, and it's clearly a pitch that, you know, it's he's brought back and he's trying to work and develop. So I, I think that's something that is, Important to note as we move forward, not a not a pitcher that guys have seen as of late, and I think this could make him an effective part of the bullpen. And look, I think with that kind of minor league contract, with you know the ability to make uh, over a million dollars, two million dollars, I think there's a good chance Jeremy Jeffress ends up on the Nationals team, especially with how much they struggle with the bullpen last season. So uh, I am fully expecting him to be a part of this squad moving forward, and hopefully he's got that stuff for the Nats. All right, more coming, but first, a word from our sponsors. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best-tasting, best-for-you protein bar out there right now. They've got 18 awesome flavors. You guys can go find them all at BuiltBar.com. They also have the new Coconut Brownie Chunk, which I've had. It's unbelievable. It's dark chocolate. It's coconut. It's real brownie chunks. 
it does not get any better than that. It's 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, 7 grams of sugar. It's a limited time flavor right now. So go check it out right now at BuiltBar.com. New promo code. It's locked on 20, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-2-0 to get 20% off on your next order at BuiltBar.com. You also have a chance to win a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. Once again, BuiltBar.com, promo code locked on 20 Go there and check it out today. Today's show is also brought to you by RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com is the best place to find affordable parts for your car or truck online. RockAuto.com is a family-run business serving auto parts customers online for nearly 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, whether it's for your classic or daily driver. Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Once again, best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for pros and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box, the note we sent you, Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, we're going to wrap the show here in a second. First, I want you guys to know, go check out my interview with Maria Torres from The Athletic. I posted it yesterday. Today's episode won't be as long, but uh, we have a 25, it's like 25 to 30 minute interview with her from yesterday. And then I'm going to speak with Matt Wyrick from NBC Sports, and he and I are going to talk later, and so I'm sure that conversation is going to be 25 to 30 minutes as well. So today's show a bit on the shorter end, um, and obviously a lot of the media. Uh, you know, we're still having all these media zooms right now for the Nats. You can find all of them on the Mass and Nationals YouTube page. So that's coming up. Uh, my conversation with Matt, and also you guys want to hear me talk to Maria. She's new to the beat, and it's also really cool to hear all of her kind of new opinions. Uh, you know, fresh perspective and fresh lens on the team. She was covering the Angels, uh, I believe, the LA Times, and now she's coming over to the athletic and now covering the Nats. She's moved back to DC. So super awesome to have Maria uh, on the beat and also a fellow SEC or she is a, a Georgia Bulldog. Um, so that's very interesting. But once again, check that out. It's in your podcast feed. And then also uh, my conversation with Matt Weirich coming up tomorrow. Excited to get his thoughts on a lot of things. And if you guys watch the streams right now, if you guys are watching any of those, those press streams, you guys are hearing a whole lot of Matt and Maria. So people who are there, asking questions uh, right now. All right, so one thing that's interesting, and I don't want to watch all of this again because I haven't seen it. Uh, I've seen a lot of articles right now about Carter Keyboom trying to block out the noise, and it's something that we've been talking about for a while now on Locked On Nationals. You know, I'm wondering, I think we all have mixed feelings about Carter Keyboom because we mentioned the factors that go into this. Number one, the Nationals are trying to win this season. Right? There's no doubt about that. With the way they've constructed this roster and this team, the Nationals are attempting to make a run, and they're trying to get back to the playoffs, and they're trying to win in a very competitive division. But the other part of that is that Carter Keyboom really hasn't played that many Major League Baseball games, and it's really important to not give up on players before they're really seasoned. And that is a challenge the Nationals are going to have to balance this season. Carter Keboom in his career has played a total of 44 games 
over two seasons. Carter Keboom has such little experience at the major league level, and they're trying to get him acclimated. He is just 23 years old. He's I turned 24 the other day, so he's younger than me. He, and, and, I, and I feel, you know, I hope I still feel pretty young. But this is a guy that's just so young, and, he, and he's still not fully um, developed, I guess, as a baseball player. And so the balance of trying to be patient with a player like Carter Keboom, you, you got to balance that with trying to win. And the Nationals, you know, this is a guy who they want to be their cornerstone third baseman, so he deserves the time. But also, if he's really been a, you know, if he's leaving guys on base and he's not performing well enough and his development's not happening, you know, soon enough, they're going to have to pull him. They're not going to be able to play him because this offense needs to be able to produce this year. And and if the back part's going to produce at all, Keyboom's got to be a part of that because we have a, we have a lot of questions about the back part. We have a lot of questions about how um, you know how he will perform and, and how you know maybe got like Alex Avila and can Jan Gomes keep his hot streak going? Can Victor Robles bounce back? Those ancillary guys in the back end, if, if this team wants to contend for you know a division, forget the World Series, but just a division, that back end is going to have to produce, and Carter Keboom is going to have to be a part of that. Um, and so we'll see what the level of patience is, because that's the big question. What is going to be the level of patience the Nationals have with Carter Keboom? That's something that I'm going to get into with Matt Wyrick later on today. So I think you guys are going to enjoy that. We'll post that conversation on Friday. All right, that will do it for the show today. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. Follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. And until next time, my friends, please stay safe.